The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The housing crisis is contributing to a notable spike in the number of dogs being surrendered and landlords being reluctant to allow pets in rental accommodation. Now, to talk about this, I'm joined by the head of communications at Dogs Trust Ireland, Kira Murren. Kira, good morning. Hi, good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, look at global figures. How many dogs are being surrendered uh, every month, every week, every year? Um, I mean, we've had over 300 requests in, in, in January alone since Christmas. It's quite astonishing the amount of of the of, of dogs that are being surrendered and the rise in dogs being surrendered as well, particularly coming out of COVID. We would have near to 3,000 annually um, surrender requests uh, from people looking to, to give up their dog. Now, the uh, specific issue we want to talk about today is pet owners, um, I suppose the companions of their pets, I don't like the term owning, but uh, you know what I mean, who love their dog but uh, can't find accommodation that will accommodate their dog. What proportion would that make up? It's quite a large uh, figure, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, We've seen an 80% increase over the past three years of people looking to give up their dog purely down to accommodation, um, which is is absolutely devastating, um, obviously, for, for, for the owner. Um, it make it, it's we've listed it as the top one of the top three reasons that people give um, for for having to surrender their dog. Um, the, the the issue is probably um, not so much people uh, having a dog and you imagine them wandering the streets with the dog on a lead, knocking on a landlord's door uh, saying, please let me in. It's not so much that I, I would suspect rather than people who were living at home pretty much all of the time had a pet. Then they have to leave the pet at home as they return to work. The pet's unhappy. The dog barks, you know, because it's frustrated. It's alone. It's uh, its whole environment has changed. The lack of company. uh, And then the landlord gets a complaint from somebody else and the dog must go. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's difficult to say. There's a number of reasons that people are left in this situation, and and sometimes it's absolutely nothing to do with the dog at all. Um, it could be to do with a change in circumstances. The owner might be selling up. It, it's just it really does vary. There's, a, as we know, there is a massive rental crisis at the moment, and unfortunately, um, the 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 demand is far outweighing the supply. Therefore, when people are going to look for houses, unfortunately, what we're seeing is that. The landlords sometimes are going for people that don't have dogs rather than people that do. Um, And we're here to kind of advocate for those people and give them tips and give them some kind Mm. of a guidance as to when they are going to look for dogs. We have um, a whole renting renting with Rover guidelines on our website. Yeah, no, I have that in front of me. I printed off uh, the the guide. It's terrific. It's absolutely great uh, because uh, the the opening page is about renting with dogs that you accept that it can be difficult. But then you have a whole series of steps that might help a prospective tenant uh, organise accommodation with their dog. Uh, So let's start with them. Don't leave the search until the last minute. Yeah, I mean, if at all possible, um, and sometimes it's not possible, so we do understand that and appreciate that, but if at all possible, don't need the search to the last minute. Give yourself plenty of time to look for properties.
Um, the next thing is be as flexible as possible. I mean, people might have an idea of what they want for themselves and they're, you know, very strict in terms of this, that and the other. But you're saying if you've got a dog, maybe you've got to be a bit more flexible in your search. Absolutely. And I mean, look, we're, all we're saying is for people to be a little bit more open minded, maybe look at the size, the location, maybe you might have to go further afield than you would would like to. But there's, you know, it's just not being so closed off or narrow minded when it comes to, to what type of property that yeah. you're looking for. Uh, if you've got a place that maybe has a, a garden outside where you, you could install a dog run, uh, in a house, but if you're looking for an apartment, that that's not an option. So, if you want to live in Dublin Two or Dublin One or whatever it is in an apartment with a dog, might be harder than living in, uh, you know, a small house in Mulhuddert. Yeah, but I mean, there's so much now for dogs, and um, there's things like doggy daycare, and um, people, there's dog walkers, people that can come come in and take your dog out during the day, and um, for a walk, or maybe you have might want to look at family members or friends that might be able to pop in and take your dog out during the day and things like that so or maybe you're working from home or maybe an apartment would suit you better that you're able to take yeah. your dog out, out a little bit more so it's definitely there's there's a lot more options now than there yeah. used to be for sure now write a cv for your dog what do you mean so basically it, 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 it is what it says on the tin. It's, it's writing a CV about your dog, what age they are, are they trained, you know, have they, um, are they, are they well behaved, are they good out in social environments, are they, you know, what, what kind of dog do you have? Because, you know, sometimes a, a landlord might think of a dog as being one thing, whereas, you know, your dog might not be like that at all. They might be, a, a, you know, a, the type of dog that a landlord would be absolutely happy mm. to have, have in, in, in a house. Yeah. I, I mean, puppies uh, can be destructive. It's their way. Um, they can be chewing the skirting boards or whatever. Uh, and landlords might be wary of that. But a more settled dog uh, wouldn't have any of those issues. Absolutely. And, and this is the thing. There, there might be a list of criteria and we, we have a really good checklist actually as well for, for landlords um, on our website. And it might be something that a landlord, it wouldn't face them at all. And obviously, you know, everyone's different. You know, what one landlord might look for, another, it might not bother another landlord at mm. all. Um, but by and large, we would say that people that own dogs usually make very responsible tenants. Like they're so desperate to search for dog friendly properties that it means that they're so grateful to find a place that accepts their dog, they'll be twice as diligent about minding mm. the property. Um, you suggest that you could get a reference maybe from a previous landlord. Yeah, I think that's absolutely imperative. You know, if your dog has been well behaved, there's been no issues um, and, you know, there's been nothing untoward with it with your last property, there's no reason that your dog won't be like that in the next property. And that might just put a landlord's mind at rest. Yeah. One of the things you suggest is that you could offer to have the place professionally cleaned when you're done. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we're off, we're advising for landlords to look into as well. Things like slightly higher deposits, professional cleaning, even insurance that covers, you know, things, um, accidents caused by pet damage. Um, so some cover by standard, um, but others, you know, you might be able to shop around for a good price on things mm. like that. So, yeah, there are a number of things that landlords can do yeah. as well to, to, to make that a little bit more. Now, here's one from uh, our listeners. Uh, Neighbours might not want to have a dog around barking and doing their business in apartment buildings and uh, you've got a note on your website be open and honest don't sneak your dog in 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, this all comes down to responsible dog ownership and it's really on tenants to be responsible. You know, not only dogs can be loud, especially at unwanted times of the day or the night. Um, so it really does come back to responsible dog ownership. And, um, you know, if you have responsible dog owners, then you will you will be more likely yeah. to, to get to, to, to make that work. Yeah. And you also suggest that you get written permission for your dog from the landlord, that you don't just, um, even if the landlord said it's OK, but then a problem arises and uh, the landlord says, out you go and your pooch. Uh, you say, yeah. have a written permission so at least you've got a leg to stand on. Absolutely. I mean, we really doubt that the, the one thing we don't want to see is people left in a devastating situation where they're they're you know, they have a certain short, limited amount of time to find somewhere else with a dog and they're faced with having to either give up yeah. their dog or face homelessness. And the final question, really, from a listener again, wouldn't it be the case that some accommodation might not be suitable for dogs? Yeah, absolutely. And not everywhere is suitable for dogs. And that's why we're saying we're, we're not saying everywhere should be, you know, should allow dogs and, and be dog friendly. We're just we're just wanting more landlords to open up that conversation and to be more open to to allowing dogs on, onto their premises where where feasible and where possible. Kira Murren, Head of Communications at Dogs Trust Ireland. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m on News Talk.